You are tuned in to The Tea Side, a podcast where we talk total health, life lessons, and music. I'm your host, licensed therapist, doula, and music enthusiast, Tanya D. Now let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of The Tea Side Podcast, or welcome if this is your first time listening. I'm your host, Tanya D. I hope you enjoy the episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to head on over to theteesidepodcast.com and follow me and leave a review. You can also follow me on Instagram at T underscore side podcast for more information. Now, I wasn't even going to do an episode this week, but I had an extra day off and had a lot I wanted to get off my chest. I've been watching the news and media and there's been a lot going on. So thanks for allowing me to vent a little bit. Now, before I do that, I want to thank everyone who listened to last week's episode about New Edition. If you haven't, go back and take a listen. You'll hear about some of my concert shenanigans and why I really love New Edition. I had to go back and make a correction on something that I said in the episode. I said that Serana was the one who came up with the term family for New Edition, but in fact, She let me know that she was the one who pinned the term any for life. It was Yassandra who came up with the term family. So if you listen to the episode when it first dropped, I did go back and make that correction in the episode. So you don't have to go back and listen to it again. Now you have the update and you're good to go because I definitely want to make sure the correct information is out there. I may have some extra content that I'll release from that two-hour conversation I had with Kevin, but I haven't decided yet. Maybe that'll come during the off-season when I don't have any new episodes coming out. With that said, first up, I want to talk about the versus battle between Bobby Brown and Keith Sweat. I seriously got my old-school life from that battle, and it kicked off my four-day weekend from work in style. Now, I already know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I'm rocking with Bobby because he's a member of New Edition. Wrong in my Charlie Murphy voice. As someone put it, Bobby can't hit a note with a baseball bat. In fact, Keith Sweat's song, something, 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 something just ain't right, is the song that keeps playing in my head often. Actually, since I've been working on this episode, that's all that's been playing in my head. So... I think I'll go ahead and make that the song for today. Something Just Ain't Right by Keith Sweat. And don't talk about me singing. I know I can't sing. Trust me, it sounds better in my head when I hear the actual artist singing these songs. Truth is, everyone who asked my opinion about the matchup or how he did, I had the exact same answer. I was just glad to see Bob up there having fun. Performing is what he does. It was also super cool to see his son Cassius down there dancing to his dad's songs. I saw so many comments about how Bobby was out of shape. He sounded horrible. He was drunk. Keith was murdering him and he needed to go sit down somewhere, et cetera, et cetera. I reposted a clip of him dancing from the Versus page with the caption, say what you want about Bobby, but that man is resilience personified. He just lost his son less than a year ago. No parent should have to bury a child, let alone two. He also lost his ex-wife, 
who he has openly stated he still had love for. To top it off, he continues to struggle with his own mental health. Music and performing is his way of coping. At a new edition show, we already know he usually isn't going to sing more than a verse or two of a song. And honestly, he doesn't have to. The fans will sing it for him. Bobby is a legend out here in these streets. So leave that damn man alone. He's doing his best. Remember, Whitney told us he's the king at R&B. He's still got the dance moves. He's just got the belly to go with it now. By the way, have you tried his seasonings? I have. Bobby Brown Foods, head on over to the site and get you some. They're actually really good. He's got barbecue sauce, which I have not tried. He's got different types of seasoning and what he calls brown bagging it, which is like a seasoning for fish or chicken. He's got that big belly because he's over there eating good and enjoying his family, which makes me happy. Now, how many of you have gained weight during COVID? I'll wait. All I'm saying is that the hate is so unnecessary and not helpful to someone in a fragile position like he is. They'll also be the first one dogging him when he relapses. Now, speaking of relapsing, I'm not going to lie. I was so nervous when they said they had the Ciroc out there. I was like, oh boy. And thanks to today's sponsor, Audible, you can learn more about Bobby Brown and his struggles in his book titled Every Little Step, which is narrated by Bobby himself. They're the leading provider in spoken word entertainment and audiobooks ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs. They have self-development and even podcasts. Yep, you can even find me on there. Audible allows you to listen to audiobooks from anywhere and on any device. You can switch from your laptop to your phone to your tablet and pick up exactly where you left off. Just go to audible.com slash Teesside to start your 30-day free trial. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, as well as guided meditation programs. Even if you decide to cancel, you get to keep what you've downloaded, and you can't beat that. So head on over to audible.com slash Teesside to join today. You can also find the link on my webpage under the sponsors tab. Now, as for Keith Sweat, all I can say is that I hate, yes, hate, a sloppy drunk and he's petty as hell. He clearly had been drinking before the show started because he only had a sip or two of Ciroc on stage before he started acting a fool. All night, he was talking about how Bobby cheated by playing new edition songs and how he wished he had made that song, but nobody called him, blah, blah, blah. Don't blame that man for having a career before you hit the scene. I'm just saying, can somebody say insecure? Jeesh, fellas, I think we've got a jealous girl in town. Just stay in your lane and focus on what you do best. Just like all the negative comments I saw about Bobby, I saw the opposite for Keith. I saw so many comments about how good he looked and how they wanted his jacket. Very few people were talking about his petty ass and his slurred speech and stumbling across the stage. Now, to his credit, I will say that I appreciate him stepping back and not saying anything when Bobby sang something in common, his duet with Whitney. And for the record, I like Keith Sweat. Like I said, his song is the theme song for today's episode. 
He definitely has some great baby making music and his pen game is strong. I didn't even realize he wrote Let's Chill by God and Freak Me by Silk. But seriously, the way he was up there stumbling around and slurring his speech, that was not a good look at all. And you know it's bad when Bobby Brown, of all people, have to tell you to drink responsibility. I mean, <laughs> responsibly. <laughs> oh, goodness. People were saying Bobby was drinking too. I don't know if he was or not. But at the same time, again, if Bobby has to tell you to drink responsibly, that's a whole problem. I mean, seriously. Now, the last time I actually saw Keith Sweat in concert, he was drunk then. Or maybe he was just being himself. I don't know which. Whatever it was, he turned me off so bad that I said I never wanted to see him again. He called a girl up on the stage, then proceeded to talk about how big she was and she couldn't do anything for him and he couldn't do anything with that. Then he told her to get off the stage and kind of pushed her along. Everyone was laughing, but that really pissed me off. He knew what the girl looked like before she got up there. So it seemed like he just did that to make a mockery of her. Ugh, not cool. Don't do that. But my point is that people seem to condone Keith's behavior and dog Bobby, but just being Bobby. People really suck sometimes. Please be more mindful of the things that you say. By condoning Keith's behavior and dogging Bobby for his is unhealthy for both parties. You know, it's cool if Keith is a drunk, but not Bobby, because Bobby has had a whole history of issues, whatever. So the lesson in that is be aware of the Keith sweats of the world, because you know what? People will come off as if they're better than you. They look better. They're doing everything better. And they'll talk about you and make you feel bad about yourself. But really, it just shows their own insecurities. And they're projecting that onto you. So you just keep doing you. You may not be the best looking. You may not have all the money. And like me, you may not have the best podcast in the world. But so what? Somebody's liking you for who you are. You just keep doing you. And don't worry about the Keith Sweats of the world. Because to people like me, they're the ones who are looking ugly. Because no matter how good you look on the outside, if your inside isn't right, that makes you the ugliest person in the world. But that's just my personal opinion. Let me know your opinion. Did you watch the verses? What do you think of their performances? Now, I could talk more about that, but I'm starting to get irritated. So let me just move on. Now we are in July and let me say I am so amped for the Olympics taking place in Tokyo starting on July 23rd. Track and field and gymnastics have always been my favorites. But during the age of Michael Phelps, I got more into the swimming competition. So let's go ahead and talk about Miss Shakari Richardson, the young lady who won a spot on the U.S. Olympic team in the 100 meter dash. During an interview after the race, she said that her mom had died about a week before and that she was proud of herself for being able to still compete and win a spot on the team. About a week after that, it was announced that she had tested positive for marijuana she was suspended from competing for 30 days, which she gracefully accepted the consequences and said that she knew better, but smoked marijuana as a way of coping after finding out that her mother had passed away. 
Many people, including celebrities and addiction specialists, have come out in support of allowing her to compete in the Olympics. So the issue has turned to why is marijuana even on the prohibited drug list of performance enhancing drugs when it has been proven to not be a performance enhancing drug? In fact, it has the opposite effect. Interestingly enough, alcohol is not on the list, which can actually have similar effects to marijuana use. This brings a good case for federal legalization of marijuana use. It's legal in most states, including Oregon, where she claimed to have used it. I find it odd, but not surprising, that no one has said anything about this girl's mental health and why she smoked it in the first place. People have basically dismissed her altogether. People's priorities are all messed up. Once again, mental health is being ignored. Now flip that and take the budding tennis star, Naomi Osaka, who pulled herself out of competition because of mental health issues. And she too accepted consequences for her actions. She was dragged in the media for doing what she thought was best for herself. When Shikari smokes some weed and continues her sport, she's dragged in the media. Seriously? Make up y'all damn mind. I'm honestly on the fence about the issue. Personally, I say she knew the rules, so she has to accept the consequences, which she has. I just hope she takes the time to properly grieve the loss of her mother. More importantly, I think because of her, the rules are about to change regarding marijuana use in the anti-doping policy, which I actually pulled up and looked over, by the way. So either way, this young lady will be making history at the Tokyo Olympics. Mm, I was about to end it, but you know what? I almost forgot about poor Brittany. Lord, this girl, correction, woman, who will be 40 in December, Team Sag, has been under the conservatorship of her father, Jamie Spears, for 13 years, which means he is in charge of her communication, her finances, and her personal decisions. She was finally able to speak in court on her own behalf this past June 22nd. And she told the judge that she never knew she had the right to go before the court herself to try to get the conservatorship overturned. She talked for 20 minutes and it was really difficult to listen to because she sounded frantic, honestly. She had so much anxiety, like she had so much she wanted to get out. And she was talking so fast that multiple times the judge had to tell her to slow down so they could transcribe what she was saying properly. She was talking so fast. It was like, this is my one shot. I got to hurry up and get it out. So let me just say it. And uh, there were a few people who were saying, you know what? See, she sounds like she's not stable. And under the contrary, she sounded like she was speaking for her life. Like, she had no other choice. I felt so bad for her. So in this 20-minute testimony, she went on to say that she wanted to get married and have another baby, but they wouldn't even schedule a doctor's appointment for her to have her IUD removed. And she likened it to sex trafficking. Now, even if her dad initially took control of her in 2008, for good reason, because she was, you know, in bad situations and relationships. It's plainly clear that she is more than capable of handling her own life. Granted, 
People do stupid stuff. People make mistakes. That's called life. More than one celebrity has blown all their money, whatever. That's her life and her business to do what she wants with her money. But since 2008, she's done a four-year Vegas residency. She did the choreography for her shows, released four albums, and went on a world tour. Then she's worth nearly $60 million, but has to pay attorney's fees for her said conservatorship, including her father. But she's given a weekly allowance of $2,000, but it's her money. Oh, and she can't leave the house to go anywhere without permission. And she's been put on lithium and mandated to go to extensive therapy. She says she doesn't mind going to therapy, but she would like to pick the provider she sees. Now, as a therapist, I agree 1000%. Treatment is not helpful if you do not have a good connection with your provider because you're not going to really open up or you're going to tell lies or just say what you think they want to hear. Either way, it's not beneficial for you. I could go on and on about this, but it's really horrible. And I'm on the hashtag free Britney train because this is really ridiculous. Basically, she's being made a slave. She can't do anything, go anywhere on her own. Even her ex-boyfriend, Justin Timberlake, came out and apologized for his role he played in all of the media hype you know, talking bad about her and all this. Her ex-husband, Kevin Federline, has come out and said she's fine. She's a good mother. Like, it's it's just ridiculous. So they have another court date coming up at some point. We'll see how that goes. You know, But to me, one of the saddest things is that her family, aside from her father, who's got his own issues, they're not really coming out in support of her. Now, her mom has come out to say that her ex-husband, you know, had all these problems and, you know, she has mixed emotions about the whole situation and she'll talk to reporters, but she doesn't want anybody else to know she's talking to them. That right there lets you know something's not right. Her sister isn't really supporting her. It's terrible. Let that woman live. She's almost 40. She can do what she want to do. I will link a Rolling Stone article in the description if you want to read more about it. It was just released July 6th. So it talks about kind of things that have transpired and the next steps in the court case. There's also a documentary on Hulu called Free Britney. I have not watched it yet, but it's on my watch list. So the moral of the story is that double standards suck and nobody is ever happy. Everybody has an opinion, but you should be mindful about what you say, who you say it to, and ask yourself, are you consistent in your messaging? People really just want to find something to complain about because, because instead of focusing on their life and what they should and should not be doing and how they're acting, they want to project onto somebody else maybe they need to pay more attention to themselves and the people in their family how about that you know let me know your thoughts on these issues do you think shikari should be able to perform in the olympics do you think keith sweat was the best thing since sliced bread in the verses 
Or do you think he was on the hot mess express like I do? Like I said, let me know your thoughts. Head over to the website, leave a comment, leave a voicemail, send an email, let me know. And on that note, I'm going to get out of here. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Teesside Podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the Teesside Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of the episodes. And be sure to tell a friend about the show. Until next time.